It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Dr. Judy here, Dr. Judy WTF. And for those of you who have never heard about me, welcome to a show where we're going to go pretty in-depth about psychological issues, namely childhood wounds and how they embed in us and how we react to them and defend against them and how they break us down and a pathway to healing. So I'm Dr. Judy Rosenberg, founder of the Psychological Healing Center and founder of the Mind Map System for Healing Human and Global Disconnect, which we will get into on the show. And by the way, tonight is the, uh, actually tomorrow night, is the beginning of the Jewish New Year. So I want to wish everyone out there who is Jewish a happy Rosh Hashanah, Rosh meaning the head, and Hashanah is the year, the new year, the head of the year. So the topic tonight is honor thy mother and thy father. Very biblical quote, but at what cost? So many people who come to the Psychological Healing Center for Healing come because they have been wounded in childhood. And the five wounds that I often discuss are basically divided into five main categories, physical abuse, obviously, verbal abuse, obviously, Um, sexual abuse, obviously, neglect, either physical or psychological neglect or both, and then smothering or controlling. So those are the five wounds. And many, many people who come see me are struggling because on the one hand, they feel this obligation to honor their mother and their father. And then on the other hand, they start launching into the massive amounts of abuses and neglects that they've experienced as children. And so they don't know what to do with those feelings. And so I want to start by saying that one of the most difficult feelings, if you will, or dilemmas that we have as human beings is the dilemma of um, not knowing what to feel. So ambivalence, what do we feel about somebody that we hate somebody that we love, somebody that we should love, somebody that we should hate. So this is what the show is about tonight. What do we do when our parents are abusive or neglectful or all of the above? So this is a call-in show, everybody. So I'm hoping to have some interesting discussion around this. And the number to call in to is 323 524 
888-222-2599. And for everyone who does not have a PDF copy of my book, Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect, please grab a copy, write me, Dr. Judy at psychologicalhealingcenter.com, contact the drjudywtf.com or the Psychological Healing Center, and we're happy to give you a free copy of the PDF of the book. So what the Freud is going on with people who are not knowing what to do with their feelings. Let's start by saying that childhood is a hostage situation and we don't get to choose our mothers and we don't get to choose our fathers. We don't get to choose our primary caregivers. And when we're children, we're trapped in this hostage family situation and in some cases it turns out very well because mom and dad are loving and giving and nurturing and able to offer empathy and able to really provide for us all of the basic psychological and physical nutrients that we need to form a healthy human psyche but what if that's not the case and oftentimes it's not so Here is a little vignette by an article I found, and I'd like to give credit where credit is due. I just hope to find the name of the writer here. But this writer talks about his father. He says, his father was an abusive, misogynistic alcoholic who cheated on his mother and abandoned his duties as a father. This is not uncommon to what I hear in the treatment room here at the Psychological Healing Center. His last words to him were angry ones. His mother was a drug alcoholic, drug alcoholic and alcoholic and was highly abusive to him as a child. He suffered, obviously he suffered from psychological problems for many years because of the abuse. So now this person is a grown uh, woman with children of her own and she has never, in her case, repeated these patterns. Maybe she got some help. Maybe she um, decided early on that she wasn't going to do this to her children. And yet she doesn't know, she struggles with, what what is she going to do with these feelings? So she says sometimes things go all right for a while, but then the mom returns to her same old abusive uh, treatment. And so... Um, so, so one of these struggles people have is the question of what should I do? Should I go no contact with my parents? Should I continue to have contact with my parents? How do I honor my parents? What do I do if they don't deserve to be honored? And so there's some interesting information in the Bible about this, which I will refer to and Just to disqualify, this is not to push anything religious on anybody, but just simply to clarify um, some wisdom on the subject, which uh, I I think is very, very well needed. And please, I really would like to hear from you because I know that there are a lot of people out there who have mothers and fathers who did not treat them with kindness and respect, and they are left with horrible, horrible childhood wounds that then impact unlike this woman who talks about her past unlike this woman they do repeat the past into their present and onto their children and significant others so let's let's delve into the mind map a little bit deeper and talk about how these childhood wounds straight up 
come from the blueprint. So panel one, who is the cause of our childhood wounds? And notice, I do not say fault because we also know that our parents uh, have their own uh, wounds that perhaps they didn't process and they were not enlightened uh, uh, to to, uh, really delve into and, and, and heal. And so everyone has a past. Nobody comes out of childhood scot-free. And so we know that our parents who uh, are, are or wounders have also been wounded. However, it is everyone's obligation to heal him or herself. Because why? Because first of all, we're better off in a healed state. Second of all, we are better parents. We are better partners. We are better um, <clears throat> community people. So the point is, is if we continue to um, do the what the Freud, which I'll get into, the repetitive pattern, which is why I call the the show Dr. Judy WTF, what the Freud, because we keep repeating things. And we're going to keep repeating things until we make the unconscious conscious and process the feelings that have been buried inside of us or projected onto other people. So panel one, childhood wounds, neglect, smothering, controlling, verbal abuse, sexual abuse, um, forms of, 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 of all kinds of abuse. In this case, the, the, another form of abuse, obviously, is if your parents are alcoholics or drug abusers. So what do we do with parents like this? What kind of ambivalent feelings show up? I think many, but mainly, are we obligated to honor these people? So here's uh, an interesting point of view. The Aish rabbi says, we all hope to have parents who are loving, nurturing, understanding, and patient. But unfortunately, reality is that some parents are irrational, abusive, manipulative, intimidating, leaving deep emotional scars that may not heal for a lifetime. In an abusive situation, does that obligate us to still honor our parents? So he goes on a little deeper than I want to get into in the show, but he goes to the source and talks about um, uh, this. This, I think, is relevant. While changing your diapers, paying for your college education, and treating you with care and respect is one reason to feel gratitude toward parents, in the absence of all that, one essential factor still remains. Your parents, if nothing else, gave you life. Okay, so what does that mean? They gave you life. All right. This does not absolve a parent from abusive behavior. Just because they gave you life does not make them honorable enough to be honored. It goes without saying that, that um, any type of child abuse is, is unforgivable. Children are precious gems and parents have to protect their precious gems in order to give them a fighting chance at having uh, a core sense of self. Uh, when we're in a, when in a normal uh, situation where the parents come through and provide the child with all these nutrients and support and so on, the child 
oh, owes the parents. I would like to change that word, owes the parents, to the parents have earned the right. They have earned the right to be honored. And I believe that life is a, a matter of earnership. If you earn a friendship because you're loyal, because you're nurturing, because you are um, able to be there in their hard times, then that, then you call that person a friend or you're that person's friend because you earned it. It's the same thing with parents. So let's define what is a parent. So basically a parent is somebody who has your back. A parent is somebody who will esteem you and look at you through the lens of optimism, through the lens of, 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 of bringing out your best qualities. And I think that's a call in. So I, I'll, I'll take that call in. So is that a call in? Uh, no. No. Okay. Little bells ringing in the background. Okay. So, uh, so what is a parent? Going back to the concept of what is a parent, a parent is somebody who has your back. A parent is somebody in an ideal situation. Mom is, is supposed to put your feelings before her feelings. And that's what creates a healthy system gone right. And if it's in reverse, if we've got a parent who puts their own feelings before your feelings or a father who is not present in the home or nurturing the mother and supporting the mother so that she can trickle down her love and attention to her children, that messes up the system and creates a disconnect and creates for all, all of these um, wounds that I'm talking about to uh, shadow over the psyche. And so parenthood is not just a, a word. Mom is not just a name. Dad is not just a name. It's an ownership. I think that is a call-in. That was a big bell. Okay. And who do we have? With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Have on the phone, please. Oh, hi, Dr. Judy. This is Robert. Hi, Robert. How you doing? Okay. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Where are you calling from? Paramus, New Jersey. Nice to meet you. Okay. Have I spoken to you before? Uh, once before. Okay. All right. So how do you relate to this topic of honor by mother and father and at what cost? Well, I think that if someone had parents that were, you know, generally good to them and um, 
they were nice people. Uh, you know, I think you should honor them and, uh, you know, help them out if they're elderly or infirmed. Sure. But if you had, you know, lousy parents, parents that were abusive, then, then no. Then no. no. Okay. And, and how about in your case? Did you have nice, loving parents that you feel that you want to honor or not quite? No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Um, so do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and maybe share your your panel one wound since I know you've been listening to the show and you do know a little bit about the mind map, yes? Right. Yeah, I do. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess my, my parents were, they were always dysfunctional. This is always a dysfunctional family and... Um, you know, my father was, uh, you know, very narcissistic, and um, I, I guess my I would call my fa- uh, my mother like a like a silent partner, kind of like a um, a codependent, I guess. Okay. And um, she basically like, uh, you know, my my father was extremely crazy, and then my mother just did absolutely nothing to stop him. Mm-hmm. Whatever you know, he did. She was, she was always like very cold, and uh, she was most of the time she, when she was home, she was glued to the television, mm-hmm. and uh, you know that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, maybe she, she, uh, she might have been used to that kind of dysfunction because you know, her father was an alcoholic. Okay, maybe I, you know, I don't know. Her, her escape. Yes, the TV is her escape, maybe from her dysfunctional family. I, I suppose so. That uh, you know, maybe she she didn't want to, you know, admit, you know, that the marriage was a failure, maybe, mm-hmm. or uh, you know, she she could never, uh, you know, confront, I guess, the reality of the of the situation, and uh, and deal with it. She could only like survive in a in a state of denial, I guess. And you know, and, it's hard uh, to imagine that a person who's that down under would pick themselves up and go for help and say, you know, this is un uh, unacceptable that I'm behaving this way. I need to get myself in shape to be a mother. So not everyone is. Um, awake enough to do that and one great point that you're bringing up is a point that i make in the mind map system and that is the point of acts of omission okay so oftentimes we are very hard on the committers so your father might have done certain acts of commission right but the point is that your mother just sat there in front of the television doing nothing And people oftentimes forget to uh, check in with themselves and ask, well, wait a minute, I really disliked and hated that my father did this, 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 and that to me. And sometimes they forget the fact that they're really angry at their mother as well, or vice versa, their mother for just sitting there and doing nothing. Do you find that to be your case? Right. And um, it it was... You know, looking back, it was like a very strange, seemed to be a very like, strange marriage to me. Um, 
my father was um, sleeping in my bedroom for at least like five years, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, uh, you know, it was, I don't know, my, my mother put up with that, I guess, uh, you know, the marriage is really over. Yeah. And, um, and, 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 yes, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, you know, my, um, you know, my, you know, there's a, there's a ton of things I didn't want to take up a lot of time, but, uh, you know, he was pretty much abusive in every way. And, uh, you know, he was, you know, he was kind of, you know, he was also kind of like a pervert and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he was, you know, he was also like an exhibitionist and, uh, okay. So on top was, of everything else, was he abusing you sexually? Um, in a way, I, 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 you know, he never like raped me or anything like that, but, um, he used to make me give him like back massages all the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, and, uh, he, he would say a lot of like perverted things to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, well, I, I would say like yes, he, because even if he didn't rape you, he was sexually provocative and look how he was filling his hole in the soul with you. And he was, in, in a sense, utilizing you to soothe him and comfort him. This should have been something that he and his wife did together, right? The massaging and all of these these, these sort of, not, not that you shouldn't soothe your child, but just the primary Person should be your 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 husband, your wife, your spouse, your significant other. Um, but in your case, are, are your parents still alive? Uh, my mother's still alive. My uh, my father passed away uh, twenty thirteen, so seven years ago. Twenty. Yeah. Okay. So tell me this: How? What do you think? Honor your mother? Don't honor your mother? In what way do you think it's 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 appropriate that you honor your mother? What's your relationship with your mother today? Um, well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm living in, uh, I, you know, I still have to deal with her because I um I live in an apartment, you know, behind her house. Okay. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, most of the time I really I really don't have any feelings toward her. And, uh, you know, sometimes I feel hatred, honestly, but, you know, most of the time I, I really feel nothing. And, uh, you know, I'm only, you know, I keep, you know, things, uh, you know, I only have really put up with her cause I have to, I'm kind of, you know, I'm not, if I had, you know, if I, if I had a better job right now, I would, I would be out of here. Okay. Gotcha. But she is providing you with something. She's providing you with the space to live. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, you know, for like, uh, you know, I've only, I only give her, you know, money towards utilities. Okay, okay. All right, so what, one, I want to go to the mind map for a minute and go to panel number seven, which is the part that I call the synergistic panel. It's the paradigm shift where you can see all those bubbles coming together and creating light. Now, clearly in the case of your father, he was robbing your light. He was taking from you. 
the case of your mother, she didn't do much to give you light. But in this case, she is giving you some room and board and, and, and some sort of a, I don't know, some sort of a support in that sense. So I, I believe that um, we, unless we are only giving to the givers that give to us and vice versa, those people giving to us that we give to, then we're going to feel a sense of anger. And I, I call it in this case, a, a feeling of being vampired, feeling of be, being vampired. So to be back to the topic, if we then go all out and honor our parents to the point where we deplete ourselves, if we people please them, if we um, support them financially, even though they haven't earned the right to be parents, what we will probably feel is a sense of tiredness and anger and frustration. And it's just a real energy drain. So what do you think would be an appropriate um, light to light for you to honor her? And maybe that's how we could put it. Somebody gives to you. So you appreciate that you honor that if they take away from you, you can't honor that because it's leaving you less than. So how, how, how do you feel that you want to negotiate this in, in case of your mother? Well, um, I'm not sure. I mean, um, you know, she, she doesn't even like to communicate very much. Um, but, uh, you know, I keep things cordial and, um, no, I, I know that I, uh, I, I, you know, need to, you know, get myself together to, to, to get out of here. Cause I, I, I am, um, I probably do have a lot of like deep seated anger because I I grind my teeth a lot at night. Well, that's an indicator. Have you done any of the mind map work? Um, no. Okay, might might consider it because an aspect of the mind map work is to be able to reprocess the anger and the resentment that uh, creates symptoms like your symptom, the teeth grinding. This is an example of holding the anger in. And so the, the unhealthy way is obviously to implode, meaning self-harm. And the other obvious unhealthy way is to explode all over another person that doesn't deserve it. And the appropriate way would be to reprocess these feelings. And so in the case of, of abusive parents, neglectful parents, there's a lot to process here. And so at a certain point in your way into your adulthood, I'm imagining, yes? Yeah. Okay, so at this point, your best bet is exactly what you said. Get strong, get lucrative, and move out. That would be the, 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 the best way for you to live out the rest of your life, correct? Correct. Okay. And so here's the sad part is that parents who don't give their children the emotional and uh, physical nutrients to get strong, weaken their children, and the kids become somewhat codependent on them. And and, and so, so, so it makes it really, really, really hard to get out of this stuck place. So I just want you to know that 
life is not over for you. So just because you've been encoded with this, these messages of, of you're not important or you're not special or you're not this or that or that or this, it's not too late for you to reprocess those feelings and then to capitalize on the newfound consciousness, a consciousness of truth about yourself, a consciousness of, of knowing that all of these messages came from unhealthy parents and start moving forward in your life, which is exactly what both of them didn't give you very good tools to do. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a good idea at this point to take the blueprint uh, that they gave you and, and find a, a better blueprint for yourself. And so that's something that I think that you can achieve with the, the mind map work. And for those of you who really can't afford um, intensive therapy, I just want you to know we have many different options. And one of them is just... With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To get that mind map video series for $195, which is me standing in front of my mind map for about eight hours or so breaking down all the panels and helping you work through these emotions. And then you write in that mind map journal so that you can have a whole psychological history on yourself. And as corny as it may sound, think like a shrink. So um, Robert, I'm sure you grapple with, uh, I I just, I want to hear maybe you're a good example to people. What do you do on mother's day? What do you do on holidays? What do you do on her birthday? How do you treat it? Um, just as kind of like, a, like an obligation. Um, I don't, I don't feel anything. I, 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 you know, I get her something, a card and a bottle of wine, Okay. you know, uh, j- just, just that, uh, I guess the, for lack of a better term to butter her up so she won't give me a, a hard time or complain. Okay. I, I really don't do it because I want to, I, okay. <laughs> it sounds kind of strange, but. No, it doesn't sound strange at all. It, it seems appropriate. She didn't earn it. I just want to remind you, she didn't earn it. So what are you supposed to feel? You're supposed to go to uh, a, a, a shop and get a glamorous, gorgeous, significant present, present for her, remembering that she sat there all day watching TV and neglected you. It's really, really hard to do. So um, I I want to remind people to... Be authentic with yourself, and it's okay for you not to love parents that were not lovable. It's okay for you not to uh, gift people who didn't fulfill you with lavish gifts. It's okay, as Robert is doing, to just sort of obligatorily buy a card or flowers or a bottle of wine or say happy birthday. And again, it depends on the level. Were there any other questions or thoughts that you had, Robert, that you wanted me to um, talk about? Um, 
I guess do you think that the but um, I have a problem. I think I mentioned that I have a problem with teeth grinding. Do you think that's is that mostly due to like an anger? Oh yeah, usually. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So in yes, in panel five of my book, I talk about defense mechanisms, and defense mechanisms are mechanisms that we use to cope with the pain. So some people drink, some people smoke, some people check out, some people grind their teeth. Okay, so the symptoms are a hieroglyphic that point to the cause and you have every single reason to be very, very angry at both your parents. And so it doesn't surprise me that at night you grind and that repressed anger, which you're turning in against yourself, is something that I believe you would benefit a lot of by doing the mind map therapy, because it'll help to give you a way to uh, process the pain and to direct the pain at the source. And I don't mean that you're going to have a conversation with your mother because too many times, and I'll say it again, the herder cannot be the healer. And I even have a, a, a YouTube episode up there called Something about the herder can't be the healer, meaning that you can't go to your mom and have her make good what she didn't make good all of her life. She doesn't have the skills. She doesn't have the development, the psychological development to do that. So you don't complete the process with her. You complete it with a life coach, with a therapist, so that you could truly process it through meaning get the poison out of you. Because right now it's just like sitting in your jaws. Right. Okay. Right. Makes sense? Do you ever have any dreams that that uh, illuminate your anger toward your parents? Uh, so, so sometimes I've, uh, a, 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 a few times like, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I had a I had a, a dream about the, uh, you know the uh, you know about them, <laughs> about them like being killed and things like that. Yeah, and those, uh, these some... are real legitimate feelings, and I'm assuming that you're not going to carry out these actions because then you're going to be like those well, brothers, right, who ended up killing their parents, and now they're serving life sentences. So it's not worth to express that level of anger. Um, the best thing, obviously, is process it therapeutically, and then if you have to disconnect from the perpetrators, meaning mom, dad, anybody else that's been hurting you, um, then, then you do that. And just because they are deceased, by the way, it doesn't mean they're deceased in your head. So people will say to me, oh, how, how come I still have uh, anger issues toward my father? He's been gone for 20 years, that's because the voice of your father and the consciousness of his criticism is still in your head. So it doesn't matter that daddy's gone. What matters is that the messages incorporated into the fiber of your being, and I'll point to panel number three on this one, because those are those negative core beliefs that we buy into, the lies that we buy into based on the treatment, based on the words, based on the acts of omission, and commission. And this is where those negative core beliefs get laid down and they limit us. That's why they're called limiting negative core beliefs. They limit us in 
our ability to grow in life, whether it be um, career-wise or relationship-wise or health-wise. They're just limiting. And, and this is why the mind map is to lift the veil of this negative, this negativity, these dark clouds, so that you could finally begin to let the light in and grow again. Okay, so Robert, by, by no means uh, should you feel bad about these dreams or these thoughts or feelings, because again, it's back to earnership. Okay, back to earnership. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you're st- trying to stay sane and, and polite in a world where hopefully you will be able to leave very soon. So I, I wish you a lot of success in, in getting strong mentally and physically uh, and, 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 and finally launching out from your, your mother's um, environment. So I, I thank you so much for calling in very much appreciate your sharing and your um allowing me to make some points that, that you, you brought up that are so significant and, and feel free Thank to you, call Dr. Me, Okay. Sure. You're very welcome. Okay. Okay. So, so people are just really, really in, in, in a mess about this. What are they supposed to do with these parents? And for those of you who have been watching umpteen YouTubes, whether they be my YouTubes or other people's YouTubes about recovering from narcissistic abuse, then uh, you start learning that sometimes the best course of action is to do what um, is called gray rock real minimal contact, or to do no contact in extreme cases. And so this particular decision is not something that a therapist can make for you. It's something that you have to decide for yourself. I have had patients who straight up left literally hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of inheritance on the table to just say goodbye to their families. And I've had other people who build little homes for their narcissistic parents in the back of their house because they feel that that's the right thing for them to do. And they may not even feel close to those parents. They may not even feel a loving, kind feeling toward them, but they're doing it in essence because they feel that that's what is right for them to do. Okay, so... There are no right answers here, none. And uh, the the main thing is to put yourself first. The main thing is to respect your feelings. Uh, So I'm going to go on a little bit more with these articles. Um, And uh, let's see what other goodies are in this article. Best solution, according to this rabbi, he says one is not required to endanger his emotional or physical health for a parent. Well said. The best solution is to keep a safe distance, avoiding contact whenever possible. If the parent is not around, the interactions and painful confrontations will be greatly reduced. And when the situation does arise, it may be helpful to emotionally distinguish between your parent as a life giver and as an abuser. Honoring parents does not require honoring the sickness in them. And that's why ambivalence is such a hard thing to grapple with because 
most parents do something right, something right, you know, it's the darkness and the light. So if you look at panel one again, you could see that in the backdrop of all that darkness is the light. So they may give you some light, but not enough to really fill that hole in the soul. And they may give you um, money, they may give you support for your education, they may not give you attention, they may not give you a sense of um, self-esteem. And so you have to grapple with that and see what's appropriate here. Or, or if you don't feel like grappling with it anymore, you can just sort of do what, what, what this rabbi is suggesting is to keep a safe distance, whatever that means to you. And was that another caller? Okay. So I'm hoping that you're beginning to connect the dots, that not all parents deserve for us to reach deep down inside of us and offer them gobs of gratitude and, 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 and financial support and so on and so forth. Um, sometimes, as I've noticed with certain um, uh, patients of mine, they do it anyway because they feel it's the right thing for them to do. So they're doing it for themselves. So if you want to do it because you're doing it for yourself, do it for yourself. But what I don't want you to fall into is this, this, um, this expect, expectation thing that now that you're being nice to them again, um, that they're going to come through and they're going to finally – um, have an epiphany and break down and say, oh, you've been so nice to me in my older years. I'm so sorry. And so please forgive me. And I acknowledge all the damage that don't, don't wait for that. It's probably not going to come. Okay. So let me know if there's a call in because I'm having a hard time. Uh, we do have a call in. Yes. Okay, great. I'll take the call in. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hi, you are. Uh, on the air. And what is your name, please? Hello? Hello? I'm sorry. Okay. I'm, I didn't know. Hello? Um, yeah. I'm Melissa. Oh. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for calling in. Where, where are you from? I'm from South Florida. Okay. Welcome to the show. Have you called in before? Is this your first time? This is my first time. Okay. And what is going on in your life that has you relating to the topic of honoring your parents? With my mother, I don't know, like, I don't know where she stands sometimes, but I know she likes to throw out the fact that I should honor her, but I do not think that she's deserving of it. In most cases, I just... Okay, so so what culture for, are you from? Because this is an important factor as well. What's your background? I'm from... Um, well, my mom is from Jamaica. So I think that does play a lot in it because she's, okay. she's kind of stuck in like that tradition and kind of mm-hmm. old school in a sense. And mm-hmm. she takes that part of honoring her mm-hmm. from the Bible even though she's not really Christian, but I think she just likes to throw it at me. And what's so interesting is I was just reading some quotes from a rabbi and, and the rabbi who's well studied in the Bible um, specifically states that you're not 
required to honor abusive parents. As a matter of fact, it's okay to keep away from them. It's okay to keep away from mm-hmm. them. Um, and, and yes, culture does make a difference. People, um, I work a lot with Hispanic um, individuals and, and also there's certain cultures where you just have to honor your parents at any cost. The Indian culture, uh, Hispanic culture, um, obviously your culture, right? And it's unacceptable if you don't, except that it takes a toll. That's why I called the show At What Cost? So here, mm-hmm. here you are honoring your mother. And what did your mother do for you? Or what didn't she do for you? Or what did she do to you? Mm-hmm. I can say my mom has always provided okay. you know, like a roof over your head and things sure. like that because she basically raised me as a single parent. Okay. Um, but as far as I, I can say she's, very verbally abusive even till this day i'm 26 and i'm so sorry can get underneath my skin and belittle me and disrespect me and she just doesn't see it as a two-way street no matter how i can cry to her i can just talk to her i can yell at her i can scream at her and it just doesn't get to her head okay so stop wasting your breath on crying to her screaming to her because it seems like she has no empathy understood when you have empathy Mm -hmm. you hurt for other people's pain you could feel other people's pain and in your mother's case she seems like she's too injured to feel your pain so she just pushes you away and you're left to your own emotions with nobody to mirror them, nobody to soothe them, nobody to understand you. Okay, so with all of this verbal abuse and her expectation to honor you, it must feel like you're being vampired, that for you to honor her is actually taking away from your, your sense of self. Right. Right? It does. Yes, it does. Okay. All right. So so for now, let's maybe find some kind of a middle ground so that you're not um, tearing yourself down, that you're not um, wasting energy, that you're not um, lowering your self-esteem in the process of, of are, are you living with her? I do, and I think that's another thing I actually was going to mention that I feel like because I'm just trying to go to school right now, I mean, I feel like I'm in such a vulnerable position. She kind of uses that against me. Okay. Okay, I'm really glad you're in school. I'm glad you're getting strong, and the stronger you get and the earlier you launch out of your home, just like I told Robert, the better off you're going to be. And so taking some space, taking some distance from her would be an excellent idea for you. Okay. As soon as possible. Um, Also, do you have a copy of my PDF of the book, Be the Cause, Healing Human Disconnect? No, I don't. Reach out to me. Reach out to the Psychological Healing Center. DrJudyWTF.com would be a quick way to get there. And I'm happy to uh, get you a a PDF of this. Also, the video series, the $195 video series, very affordable for 
eight plus hours of viewing time. We'll go over everything so that you are not um, subjected to um, the low self-esteem effects being in the presence of such a, I'll just call it what I'm seeing, narcissistic features of your mother where she's putting you down. She's putting herself before you. She's asking for something that she didn't earn. And that will just lower your self-esteem. So all of this, um, these lies and misperceptions and misconceptions that you believe about yourself as a result of her telling you, I don't know what she tells you. What does she tell you? All sorts of things. And when you bring it back up to her, I don't know. She just finds an excuse as to why she said it. Okay. Okay. So, so I'm nasty things. Nasty things. Okay. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. All right. And so hopefully you won't carry this multi-generational verbal abuse to the next generation, meaning your children, grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So how do you stop it is how you stop it is you identify the lies that your mother's throwing at you. And these lies could come in the form of you're not good enough or you're ugly or you're stupid or you're, you're, you're unlovable or I wish I didn't even have you. I mean, these are very, very destructive things to say to your child because parents from a child's point of view, they're, they're like a god, understood? They're looking mm-hmm. up at you. And so now the work begins and I'm inviting you to do this work. And if you're on a budget, just reach out to me. I'll figure out some plans. So at least you could learn this and have some sort of a psychological immunity. Okay. To, to this destruction. Mm -hmm. And the good news is that you're young. The good news is that you listen to, to shows like this. So you're getting psychoeducated. The good news is that you're, Uh, In college, you're educating yourself, and pretty soon you'll be viable enough to move out and have your own life and hopefully understand that you have to heal and clean yourself so that you get strong for your your life partner and for uh, any future generation that you plan to have, okay? Makes, Makes sense? Yeah. Okay, thank you so much for calling in. I really appreciate it. And for those of you who are recovering from narcissistic abuse, meaning parents who demean, devalue, destroy, there is a pathway out. I created a beautiful video hosted by my life coach, Yitz Epstein, called The Mind Map Journey to Recovering and Mind Map Journey to Healing from Narcissistic Abuse. And this is a companion piece with the therapy and uh, you get a specific journal with this particular plan and you can work with any member of the team, obviously, including me or Yitz or anybody else on the team. And this is designed to absolutely dismantle the negative impact that, that these demeaning, devaluing, and destroying and unempathic parents have on your psyche. So please reach out to me for for more information on that. And so I'm going to move to Shrink That Tune. Uh, Let me see. It was by request. Let me see if I can find it here. It was by request from Robert. Robert, thank you so much. I know you're listening. 
And I had another tune, but when I saw your request, I thought, I'm going to honor your request. So here it is. Mothers and Fathers, I believe it's by Madonna. There was a time I was happy in my life. There was a time I believe I'd live forever. There was a time that I prayed to Jesus Christ. There was a time I had a mother. It was nice. Nobody else would ever take the place of you. Nobody else could do the things that you could do. No one else, I guess, could hurt me like you did. I didn't understand. I was just a kid. So I think this person is alluding to the great things that mom did. And then the other stuff that she, her, her wounds cut pretty deep when she hurt. She hurt really badly. Oh, mother, why aren't you here with me? No one else saw the things that you could see. So he's hoping that she's her, his mirror, that he can, she can attune to him. And so far, nobody could see, see the things that you could see. I'm trying hard to dry my tears. Yes, father you know, I'm not so free. I've got to give it up, find someone to love. I've got to let it go, find someone that I can care for. So obviously this person is wanting very much to give up some kind of a feeling that they're stuck or in, in, in a place where they cannot include another person in their life because they're preoccupied with some pain. Um, Oh, mother, why aren't you here with me? No one else saw the things that you could see. Uh, and then it goes on to say, my mother died when I was five. So now you get to see what's going on in a deeper sense. My mother died when I was five, and all I did was sit and cry. I cried and cried and cried all day until the neighbors went away. They couldn't take my loneliness. I couldn't take their phoniness. So now, he's, now now the plot unfolds. My father had to go to work. I used to think he was a jerk. So there it is, the, the loss and pain of, 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 of losing the mother um, created a horrible system gone wrong. And so the, mo the now the father has to go to work. In the meantime, the kid thinks that he's a jerk for leaving him. And then the father was so heartbroken not another word was spoken. He became a shadow of the father I was dreaming of. I made a vow that I would never need another person again. So do you see how we're all interconnected? And if someone is, is experiencing such a depth of loss, they'll lose functioning as a parent. And then the child will experience the, that person as disconnected, which they really are. So in a big picture way, we have to look at the system gone wrong from a perspective of not only what's happening to the individual, but what's happening around the individual. And what do we do about it? Heal thyself. So what do we do to heal our wounds is we have to uh, learn how to identify them. We have to learn to reprocess these feelings so that they don't sit in us and we don't grind our teeth over it or get sick over it or have low self-esteem over it or lose, lose concentration over it. So it's, it's everybody's obligation to heal ourselves because without healing ourselves, there's no way that we can be the light to other people. So I want to wish everybody um, a happy new year for those of you who are of the Jewish faith and asking everybody to keep as peaceful as possible and to work on yourselves, heal yourself so that you could be more of a light to the world.
Thank you so much, everyone, for calling in and listening. Good night, everybody. Thank you.